Uh, just a couple logistical things. Uh, as we get started, we are in the middle of our vision series. Uh, we are... Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So there's a clock up here, and it was just at like 48, and now it's at 34. Do you see what just happened? I got my time cut right off. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, Ah, uh, so we are beginning to walk through um, proclaiming our vision, our mission, and our code. Our code is our what we call our 10 core values. Today is code one. Code one is, if you haven't guessed yet, code one is that Jesus is everything. And that the gospel changes it all. Amen? amen? If that doesn't get an amen, I don't know what will. This is the top priority of everything that we do. This is the code that we live by. I'm wondering today if there's anybody here that wears a small. Okay. All right. All right. So, we, there are ten codes, and there will be ten weeks. Uh, and each week, There'll be obviously a different code. There'll be a different t-shirt design. Now, we will give some away. Uh, we will hand some out. But for the most part, we will have, starting next week, a, just a little corner store right in the back for you to be able to purchase each one of the 10 codes t-shirts designs. Amen? Yes. Right on. So, uh, with that, if, if you get in the back, obviously starting next week, if you get in the back and you find that you don't have your size, uh, or you're waiting for the following week to just figure out which t-shirt you want to buy, um, you want to purchase and wear, know that uh, there's a company located on Foot Avenue uh, called 360 Graphics, and they do a lot of different signs and design for us. They've designed these, these shirts. They've done all the hard work. They've also put these shirts on their online store as well. So you can order them online on your store. Now, the price online and the price here is the same. Uh, the price of the t-shirt is $7. Um, now, before you think that we're making a profit on that, uh, we pay nine and a quarter for each shirt. So, uh, just know that I'm a really bad businessman, all right? And uh, that's, that's the worst business plan ever, but it's important. John so is shaking his head. Just know, just know that more than recouping our costs, it's important for us that you know and where to proclaim code that we live by as well. I think it's a pretty exciting code, and I want to invite you to that, um, either in the back or starting next week. Uh, and again, those, you can buy those online right now. Jesus is everything, and that the gospel changes it all. There's a couple places, places we're going to be. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, so you want to get there. Colossians chapter 1, as well as Mark chapter 10. So, Pastor Karen and I were talking about this before, and he kind of made a joke about uh, when I prepared today. <laughs> made a joke like, I can't, like, how can you mess this up? Jesus is everything. Uh, essentially, this gives us the opportunity for this to be a lot. For this to be something simple. But here's what I'm guessing. Here's what I'm hoping. Here's what I'm praying. 
God, I'm listening, I'm open, light it up for me this morning, show me your word, show me your character, and show me who you really are, in Jesus' name. Amen. Got your attention yet? <laughs> if you're the person, if you're the person that is thinking right now, who's going to clean that up? <laughs> if you're the person right now wondering how large the mess is in your restorative thought process, if that's you, I'm talking to you this morning. <laughs> Not literally. I already talked to Kevin and Nicole, like we already <laughs> smoothed this over and I'll clean this up. But literally, the restorative process that we get stuck in, in this life, we get stuck crying over the spilled milk. We look at this world and we see the mess. We look in the mirror and we see the mess. We feel it. We know it, we see it, and all the people around us. And it's easy to get stuck in the spilled milk. It's easy to get stuck with, how is this going to get fixed? How is this going to get cleaned up? And consuming our thought and worry. Consuming our, our feelings and anxiety. Blaming others of, who did this? Why did this happen? God, if you're ultimately in control of everything, how did this mess happen? Sin. Sin. You know the story. Adam and Eve spilled the milk. They sinned. They stiff-armed God. They had it perfect. We won't blame Adam or Eve specifically based on their role, right? But collectively, the weight falls on Adam. The weight falls on the man that dropped the ball, that spilled the milk. And it's easy to take the Bible from Adam and Eve eating the fruit to the rest of the book. It's easy to see the first thing that happened, the act one, scene one, as a mess up. But that wasn't the original intention. God made them good. And he made everything beautiful. In fact, he made them very good. Sinless, but with a choice. He gave them an opportunity to choose who they would worship. 
and they choked, and they spilled. And that spill has carried on throughout humanity. And it's easy for us to even go back to Genesis chapter 3 and to look at the mess, look at the spill, look at who did, who's to blame, what do we do now? But the beautiful thing about Genesis 3 is it proclaims, it sets in motion how that mess is going to get cleaned up. And today, my thought process, hopefully, is a similar, it's a similar thought process that you have. Restorative. When something's getting ready to spill, or even in the process of spilling, or it's splashed everywhere, your thought isn't, who did this? Or who's going to clean this up? Or God, how can you fix this? Your first thought is, how is Jesus going to redeem it all? That is the gospel. And that is how the gospel does change everything. Now, we live in a broken world. We live in a place where evil and darkness and, and our wickedness surround us. Even this, to this very week, maybe for you, for even this moment, it's easy to sit here and feel muddy, splattered. But my invitation, as it's the invitation of Colossians 1, hopefully you're there, is that we would see a restorative process called Jesus. He's more than a process. He's God with skin. He's more than just the person that's going to clean it up. He's the person that already actually cleaned it up. Actually, 2,000 years ago. And when he said it's finished, it's finished. When he rose from the dead, he gave all death an opportunity to have life, eternal life. So why do we feel this way 2,000 years from now? Well, we could walk through the theological implications of time and how God's not actually trapped in time and he is infinite and our minds are finite and we could walk through that whole process. But today, my desire is to simply communicate one thing. Jesus is everything. And my invitation to you in your life, yeah, he may not fix all the problems in the world by this afternoon. Or even if he tarries 2,000 years from now. But he's invited each and every one of us to have an opportunity to invite, to allow his spirit to come inside of our body and change everything. He allows every single one of you to be in that process. He allows, he invites willingly. He died for it so that each one of you would receive that spirit of restoration, that person of Christ and his spirit, the Holy Spirit. Let's hear how he ultimately holds all things together. Verse 15 of chapter 1. You with me? He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. Amen? 
So this is where it's through the obvious. You see the mess. You feel the mess. You live the mess. But you need to step outside and see the greater picture, the eternal picture that's not trapped in a moment of time. It's not trapped in the week you had. Not trapped in the year you had. Not trapped in the last few months you had. It's trapped in an eternal, forever moment of God's preeminence through His Son, Jesus. And that He is everything. It isn't just some lofty wish. He holds it all together. It says that He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in everything he might be preeminent. Top. Paramount. He's the goal. You got me? Yes, he's the son. But God the Father has placed Jesus as preeminent. So when you honor Jesus, you honor the Father. When you do what Jesus says, you've done what the Father has set out for us to do. For in him... For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile himself to all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. And you, who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now, he has now reconciled you. He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death on the cross, that's why it's so important, in order to present you holy. In order to present you pretty good. Right? No. Holy. Perfect. Goes on to say, and blameless, and above reproach before God, who is holy. This is the process of restoration. It's like, no, I'm not going to just clean it up a little bit where you just can't see the remnants of the mess. I'm restoring all things, all things, back to even before Adam and Eve made that decision. That's his process of restoration. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all of creation, under heaven, and of which Paul, became, Paul, he became the minister. Where are you at today? Where are you at today, conduit? You've heard of Jesus. Maybe you know Jesus. Maybe you've, you've kind of adapted different things you've learned growing up in the church, or maybe things that you've read about Jesus. But my desire this morning is that you would not just see that he is some concept, that he is some process, that he is some memory. My desire for you this morning is that you would truly see that Jesus is a person who is alive and he is seated next to his father. You see, if we have nothing else to run after, kind of, but Jesus We've got enough. He is sufficient. He is ready and willing to empower and fill and live inside of us. Is this a reality that you know? Do you know this Jesus? 
Have you received this Jesus? Do you live with Jesus? He's so good. Um, I, know, I know just by the nature of it all that there are all of you are at a different spot in your life. And maybe for some of you, Jesus is, is, you know a lot about him, but there's never been this moment of salvation. There's never been this moment where you've received him and you've allowed his Holy Spirit to come live inside of you and to change and the gospel to change it all. And maybe some of you are here today and you've been a Christian for a long time and, and like this is, this is like, okay, yeah, Jesus, I know, I know you forgive me. I, I, know, I know it all. Like, I got it. Do you realize who we're dealing with here? This is God with skin, who is still alive, who did everything. He lived a perfect life. Like, so this gives us, this gives us time to Check this out. It gives us this amazing opportunity to live not just inside of that realm or that power that he gives us, that, he, that we have inherited. But it gives us this, this, this moment of, 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 of wind in our sails where we can live on mission to others. That's why we exist. That is the church. Guys, Jesus, he's everything. Is he your everything? This morning, I, whether you've followed him for years and you've received him, you've, you've, you've obtained salvation through faith, and you've attempted to follow him or not, or whether today, mm, 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 that's good word. Whether today is a fresh taste of Jesus for the first time, I want today to be your day where for you, you can walk out those doors and Jesus, you could say, Jesus for me is everything. Listen, he's everything that we would want. He's everything that we would desire. He's ultimately enough for everything that we do, even from this moment and this moment on. The embodiment, embodiment, the character of Jesus is all, guys, conduit. This is all we ever need. Okay, Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Because I know that like this is a simple concept, like, okay, I went to church, and uh, they talked about Jesus. Yep, got that. You need, you'd be like, really need to see this. You really need to experience this, because I don't want you to leave without knowing that Jesus is everything in your life. Mark chapter 10. Verse 17 says, And he was setting out on his journey, and a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Because that's what we're all after, right? <laughs> eternal life. Like this, like our 75, 85, 95 years, like that's not, that's not all. Like there's got to be more. And so this question is a, is an age-old question. Eternal life. How long is eternity? And whatever, however long it is, I want that. What is your concept of eternity? For this rich young ruler, it was a big deal. 
But we're going to find out that it really wasn't that big of a deal. What is your perspective of eternal, of eternal things? What is your perspective of forever? I have to share this. So my daughter, Eden, she's quite the character. Um, she's really bold. And as I said, I think even maybe last week, she has this process of, of shouting a lot of demands. Like, if you, if you need something to do, ask her. She'll, she'll give you orders. Um, she'll put you where you need to go, what you need to do. But she has this thing, like, where she's, I'm sorry for the story, but she sits on the toilet, and she sings at the top of her lungs, and it makes no sense. Like, it's, it's like bad melody. Carrie, you'd be so disappointed. Like, just no, the pitch is bad. The whole thing is bad. It's like not even real words. She's just like singing at the top of her lungs. And I'm, no joke, the other day, I'm listening to this. I'm trying to make sense of her singing like this at the top of her lungs, sitting on the toilet. And then it gets quiet, and I heard this. I heard this. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all of these things I have kept from my youth. So he's even done the right action steps. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him. You need to hear that. Jesus is not downgrading that he's kept those commandments. He's addressing how he feels past just what he did. That he loved him and he said to him, you lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. The next verse is the saddest verse in the whole Bible. Disheartened by the saying, disheartened by what Jesus just said to him, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. He had it all. 
he actually had the privilege that very few people had. He actually had a conversation with the eternal God about how to get to eternity. Was Jesus saying that you actually do like physically, you literally need to sell all your stuff, get to the poor, come and follow me. Yeah, it was more metaphor, but there were some literal implications for him specifically. Because the reason he said it was because Jesus, in all of his love, he knew that even though he had done the right things, even though he had it all, he was rich, a young ruler, he had everything he needed, that ultimately for him, he didn't need Jesus. He needed Jesus' permission. And he missed it. And disheartened, he walked away sad, sorrowful. I'll put it this way. Either for you, either Jesus is everything or Jesus is nothing. Either for you today, Jesus is everything or Jesus is nothing. And I would venture to say that if there's any category in between, if there's any category in between, that actually has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus changes everything. He didn't just change some things. He's inviting this young man into the greatest journey ever, past what this world could offer for being rich or young or being full of power. He's inviting him to follow Jesus. Like, actually, not metaphorically, how you and I would have to literally follow Jesus in our life. He's actually asking him to follow Jesus. And he walks away. Please, do not walk away from this. This may be the only moment that you hear my voice. That you hear this message. A Christless Eternity is torment forever. If Jesus is everything, he consumes it all. And he puts you before the Father, holy, blameless, perfect in the eyes of God. Not because of you, but because of Jesus. So for me, like, literally, I want this on my soul. I want God to see Jesus on my soul, in my heart, in my life. I want him to see that Jesus is everything. I'm wondering, are you wanting that same thing? Do you want this Jesus? He's the actual embodiment of all we could ever need or want. Listen. Jesus is everything. And the gospel will change everything in your life. For by grace are you saved by faith. It's not of works. That's so you don't boast. God showed his love toward us while we were still sinning. Christ died for us. For all have sinned. All of us. We've come short of God's glory. The wages, the payment of our sin is death. But God's gift of eternal life is Jesus. If we receive that, if we believe that, we desire that, my invitation to you this morning 
is that if Jesus is everything, you're inviting him, to, you're inviting him into every area of your heart, of your life. You want to be holy? Run after the one who is holy. You want to be redeemed? Run after the Redeemer. You want to know where's the way? He's the way. You want to know what is the truth? He's the truth. You want to know how to be saved? He's the Savior. You need grace today. He's so gracious. Anybody need mercy? He is the merciful one. Anybody need hope? Put your hope in Christ. Anybody need love? God is love. Anybody need joy? He is the source of joy. Anybody need peace? He is the prince of peace. Let his peace flood your heart and life. Anybody need help? He's, his spirit is actually called the helper. Anybody need comfort? His spirit is actually called the comforter. Anybody need strength? He is the source of strength. Does anybody need forgiven? He's actually called the forgiver. Anybody need freedom? Well, guess what? He holds the keys. Anybody want to be found faithful? Revelation calls him by name as faithful. You see, he does this amazing thing is he takes us from one place and he moves us to the next. He doesn't want us to say the same. Not because he doesn't love us, but he knows the pain and he knows the mess. So he takes us from darkness to light, from death to light, from sinfulness to holiness, from unrighteousness to righteousness, from brokenness to wholeness, from bondage to freedom. From empty to full, from vain to full of purpose, from war to peace. Are you with me? Do you want this Jesus? Yes. Right on. All right, that's what he does. He takes us from selfishness to selflessness. He takes us from impossible situations to a land where all things are possible. He takes us from depression can I get an amen? And he brings us to a place of full joy. Full joy. Restored joy that only comes from salvation and Jesus being everything. Today, maybe you need to go if you know Jesus. And I, I have a feeling a lot of you do. Maybe you need to go from a place of bitter to a place of being completely consumed by his fire. You need a conscience today. A conscience today that is rotten to go from rotten to fresh. You need to go from despair to hope. You need to go from working to earn something God could give to a very beautiful place of just receiving his inheritance. You need to be reminded that you are not defeated. You are more than conquerors in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you want this Jesus? Are you with me on this one? 
All right, well, here's the thing I know, and here's where I've been. I know all this, but I still need to be reminded, and may you be reminded today, that you can go from broken to restored. You can go, <laughs> ah, yes. Are you with me? Anybody need restored this morning? We were called enemies. We were called enemies of God, and now he calls us friends. The gospel changes it all. The gospel is the only story where the, where the hero actually dies for the villain, I heard recently. I know that Jesus changes everything. And for you, maybe it's as simple as this. God, I'm so lost. Help me to go from lost to found. From dead to alive. Here's the thing. Jesus is everything. The gospel changes it all. <laughs> I heard this once. It always stuck with me. We as Christians, we as followers of Jesus, we are one-hit wonders. We are a band of one song. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus is our advocate. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He is the rock of ages. He is the righteous one. He is the Messiah. John the Baptist calls him the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Hebrews says he's the author and the finisher of our faith and for the joy that was set before him on the cross. He endured it. He despised the shame and now is seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father. This is the Jesus that we get to follow. This is the Jesus we get to invite. This is the Jesus that is our one song. Jesus, 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 Jesus. He is the undeniable king of the Jews. He is the good shepherd. He is the holy one. Check this out. He is the head of the church in Newsflash. Newsflash. He's the head of this church. Amen? Absolutely. Oh, he's a wonderful counselor. He's Emmanuel. He's the bread of life. He is grace. He is peace. He is master. He is the way, the truth. The life. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Jesus is. Yes. My question. My question. My question. Do my now my begging you. Do not walk away. Disheartened. Do not walk away. Disheartened. It got kind of intense, but his love, <laughs> but his love, let his love woo you. You're here today, like you walk in, like, ah, I knew my standing with Jesus I was right here, and I didn't plan on it moving, but I'm here now, and I'm all in. I want you to literally come up and just wait. Pastor Cameron would love to talk to you. Or you can come up and wait. I'd love to talk to anybody. Don't leave this room. There's lots of people that can talk to you about Jesus. It's as simple as that. 
And maybe for you, my ultimate invitation, forget all this, I guess. My ultimate invitation is that you would not walk away disheartened. My ultimate invitation, no matter where you're at with Jesus, that you would allow him to come into your life, that you'd receive him. Like, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? What do I got to do to, to allow Jesus to be my everything? Let him. Let him. Let the gospel change everything. Listen, guys. The, the code one. Code one. Jesus is everything. Dude, right? Stop seeing the spilled milk in your life and in this world. I want to invite you into the restoration of all things through Jesus Christ. He is everything. So quite practically, don't leave. Don't walk away disheartened. If you need Jesus, please meet me up here. I cannot wait to talk to you. Not sure where to go. Let's, we don't either. But we know who to follow. He's everything. He'll show us. Amen. Would you stand? Jesus, you are the very reason we live. You are the hope of my soul. You are the hope of our life. God, my invitation to you, you heard me. I said all those things about you. And I mean it. Because it's true. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you that your spirit is in this room. And I pray that your spirit would do only what your spirit can do. Not through intensity. Not through emotion. Not through anything else. You're calling them by name. stillness of this moment. Would you whisper to them, come. Come. Come up. Come up. You think this is hard? Wait till you start following me. Step it's a moment where you're allowing the King of Kings to change it all. So would you come?
Don't stop with this moment. We want to see lives resurrected in the name of Jesus. Heal us, Father. Move in this church. Move in our homes. Move in our cities. Move in our nation. Move in our world. We believe it. We lean into it. 